listening to the Becoming More Me podcast with me, Teresa Lear Levine. You're already enough, but if you're anything like me, you thrive when you're stretching and developing yourself, creating more of the person you feel called to be. This podcast is here to inspire and support you. Let's release the negative, reinforce the positive, and elevate our vibe together as we tap into our limitless potential to transform and grow. Hey, hello. Good day. How are you? Oh, so good to have you back here with me. And if you're listening for the first time, thank you so much for tuning in. I just finished orchestrating one of these awesome doing days that I do with other fellow female entrepreneurs. And I'm always kind of like this high when I'm done. And I really, really hope that those people that are attending and getting things done with me during them are feeling that too. But it was a great place to kind of come off of it and come into recording something for all of you because I am just, I am feeling it today. I'm kind of on fire. And that's what happens when you surround yourself with people that are chasing after dreams and goals and plans and doing the things that make those things actually come to life. But, and here's kind of where I'm focusing in on today. We all need help and coaches need coaches. And it can be a real sticking point for so many people. I have recently, as part of my own, you know, leveling up and breaking through, I have joined a high level mastermind and I'm working on kind of reorganizing everything that I offer to my clients. And I notice as I go through things that I find myself up against a lot of challenges that I can easily help other people through and easily get them through too. And yet when it comes to coaching yourself, you seriously need higher levels of accountability. And I will give myself grace as I speak about this because I know how far I've come with this. And that's part of what feels defeating when you realize how far you still have to go and that you're probably never really going to get through it and done with it. It's always going to be something to work on, but I can definitely appreciate where I've been, the places that I would stagnate for so long or fail to see the opportunities to overcome that once I got certain wheels turning and certain energies unblocked and certain mindset changed about, it's been so easy. But yet there's still, you know, new levels, new devils, new obstacles, new things that are just like kind of making you have these edges. And that's that's why I think coaching has been such a huge business lately because so many people are realizing that we can't do it alone. We are better together and we're not meant to do it alone. And you know, that's something that uh, Bo Eason talks about a lot in his book. Um, there's, let me make sure I get the title right. Cause I've, I'm known to get these things a little bit wonky. There's no plan B for your a game, uh, be the best in the world at what you do. That's, um, that's the name of the book title. It's definitely a favorite of mine. I'm in the process of rereading it right now. And I am not a rereader guys. Like it's good stuff. Um, but you know, he talks about how the people that are the best at doing things, they show up and they do that thing that they're great at. 
And they have found their, their tribe, their team, their support system, their helpers to fill in on all those areas that are not their genius, that are not their greatness, that are not the things that they excel at. And that the only reason those people are the best, the greatest, um, the most fabulous at what they do is because they have really dialed in on it. And also because they have had a long game plan not some short term, if it doesn't happen in 30 days or six months or a year, I'm out of here, but a commitment to follow through a commitment to making something happen and no room for anybody telling them that it's not or their own doubts or anything else. So having to work through that. And, you know, when you when you're really going after something, you need that. You need a team. And that team might include virtual assistants or live in-person assistants, staff. It may include people that help uh, take care of the financial parts of your business. It may include uh, your own self-care physically. Um, massage therapists or people to take care of your body and keep it working well. But I think one of the most overlooked and one of the biggest success components that people have to work on that they can work on from anywhere at any time is their mind. I think that's one of the reasons I got so drawn to EFT and psychology and everything, because I know just how much can change when we shift what happens between, you know, the six inches between our ears are those, that, that crazy place where we either make it or we break it for ourselves. And we have to have the thought before we have the feeling. And then the feeling is usually what stops or starts us from doing something. So habit creation is super important. Environmental control is super important. And having, having a coach, you know, I, I had this aha moment. Um, my husband and I were working out. We've been, and I, I'm so proud of this. I'm going to just, I'm going to just leave the subject for a moment as I'm known to do. Hello to my ADHD world. Uh, we're, we're doing this 13 week program and the workouts are roughly, well, not roughly, they're exactly 45 minutes, six days a week. So we're used to more of those like 25 to 35 minute workouts. And I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody can tell me, drop it in the, the comments, feedback, whatever. What is it? that seems so much longer when you just add 10 or 15 minutes onto a workout. Well, that's how it used to feel. I've got to say, because getting into this program, I actually feel like the workouts whiz by and I love them. Part of the reason why I'm loving them so much is because of all the built-in self-care, the stretching, the alignment, the form checks, the stuff that so many programs that are condensed into shorter time periods overlook. And when you do something like that, you may get great short-term results. You may even feel good in the short term. But with this body of mine that I am hoping lives to more than 100 years old, because we got some good genes in my family, uh, I'm not playing short games. I am in it for the long haul. I want to eat in a way that is in alignment to living for another 60-some years. I want to move in a way that is going to respect my joints and my mobility and my flexibility and the usage of my body parts, you know, not just for the awesome things I can do currently, but for things I want to still be able to do when I am much, much older. 
And it's the same when it comes to our businesses and anything else. Which is why I always love, love, love fitness analogies because I feel like, you know, if you're if you're an entrepreneur, if you're growing a business and fitness and mindset are not part of your growth plan, the growing is going to look not so good. <laughs> you know, it's it might still happen. I mean, you can force a lot of things. You can willpower your way through a lot of things and you can fake it till you make it on some things. But at the end of the day, that method for working is going to leave you with burnout, overwhelm, just not feeling awesome about what you're doing. Whereas something that incorporates the self-care and the mindset and everything else is going to allow you to continually evaluate what you're doing, level up with it, do it better, or give you the confidence to change lanes completely. If you're like, why on earth am I doing this? Like, I seriously don't feel like anybody should be asking themselves that question with all of the opportunity that we have right now. Um, you know, just a little ounce of creativity and all of the help that's out there and available. Do what you love, people. Life is too short to just settle for mediocre or do, you know, what people before you did just because it's what they did, not because it's what you want to do or to settle. We don't have time for that. Nothing is guaranteed in this life. And I would so much rather fail trying to do what I love than have regrets that I never gave it a wholehearted effort, you know? So goodness gracious, what was the point that I started off before I went on that tangent about my husband and our workouts? Oh, mind of mine. This is where I have to go back and try to implement things I have learned about memory. And ah, I've done it. Thank you. That's uh, that's something that I have been learning from Jim Quick. Uh, read his book, Limitless. It's amazing. He has awesome, awesome tips for remembering things. And I have always been one of those people that loves to say, I don't have a good memory, which is BS. Like it's so much about the way that we learn things and the way that we remember things. Not, it's not that my memory is bad. Um, I just, you know, rote learning is just not the most awesome way to learn. And it's how so many of us are taught in grade school and everything else. And it's just not not effective for that long-term retention, but he has awesome tricks in that book. If you're somebody that like struggles to remember lists of things, struggles to remember names, just feels like you're held back about any of that kind of stuff. It's a really good read. Um, or as you know, a listen on audible, cause you know, I did not pick up the book and read it, but he also teaches speed reading and I'm like, Hmm, maybe, although maybe he could just teach me how to listen to the audible books on like 10 times speed and still catch what they said. <laughs> Cause I am always tempted to turn up that dial when I am like listening to a book, like, could I take it just a little notch faster and still get what they're putting out there? Or am I going to like start not catching it all? And I wonder if speed reading works with speed listening. That is something I would love to know. If anybody knows about that, let me know. Cause now I'm like totally curious and um, I am not going to digress anymore. So we were, we were working out and I was talking to my husband about this new mastermind that I'm a part of. And, you know, there's women in there that have been crushing their businesses and, you know, making heaps of money and really serving people at high levels for a while. And it can make you have those thoughts that lead to those feelings that make you think, 
what am I doing here? And I know better than to go there anymore, but the natural instinct is to. And so we have these like live coaching sessions with experts that are there to help us in all these different areas of our business five days a week. And they're amazing. And I still find myself <laughs> like, like a shy kid at school, like maybe I'll ask a question, you know, I'm in the chat and I'm like ready to hit submit. And I'm like, I don't know, ah, just do it. And, um, you know, it's, it's never awful. It's never bad. They're there to help me not to like criticize me, but it's still pointed out to me. And I'm like, I said it to my husband, I'm like, I hate that the very things that I can so easily help other people with, I still struggle with. And I think that is one of the things that gives people in coaching positions a whole lot of feelings of imposter syndrome. And I want to shed light on that because it's not imposter syndrome. Like I can legit help people through that. The thing is I can legit help myself through it too, but I either don't open my eyes to it can't see it until it's like, you know, right on my nose, or I have patterns of self-sabotage that I'm still in the process of trying to unlock for myself. And in those situations, this coach needs a coach, you know? And I think everybody does because just like I'm saying that nobody does, you know, these great, great things on their own. We all need support and teamwork and help. None of us are the best, the greatest in every area of our life. So even somebody that can help people through amazing things and lead them to great breakthroughs and help them be so much more self-aware or strategic or productive or better in whatever way they want to be and grow, even if somebody's really good at doing that, they might not be able to do it for themselves. You know, I remember, um, I remember my mom always saying, oh, what did she, what'd she say? That she gave us girls, my sister and I, what she didn't give herself. And I think a lot of that was love. And it always made me sad. And it always made me wonder how it could be because I've always felt in most cases that we have a hard time giving something to others that we're not giving to ourselves. But I can see more and more how that's not as contradictory as it seems in some other situations. And you know, so many coaches are, are good at giving the gift and really giving it like in a way that it's effective for other people to break through things, but struggling it with the, on their own. And I just, I want to help anybody out there that's struggling with that to realize that's normal and it's okay if you need a coach too, because I know that for a while I felt like, you know, if I, if I know it all, then why can't I do better? Or if I know how to fix this for so many other people, why is that not working for me? And it made me feel like there was either something wrong with me or 
that I wasn't trying hard enough or that somehow whatever it was that I was doing to help others wasn't real and that I was somehow an imposter. And I don't carry those feelings anymore. Those are things that I've worked through, but there are weird advanced versions of those things that will pop up, I think, from time to time, even for me. And that's what I got to say to my husband. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, babe, it feels so weird to be in this mastermind and to realize that the very stuff that I am so good at with others, I am falling short of with myself. And to have that light shined on me pretty much every day saying, you know, level up, use this way to get over instead of that way. Let's try this. Let's try that. And just really putting me up against those edges and those walls and those obstacles. It's awesome. You know, maybe you expected me to say it was hard or challenging or I don't like it. I love it because it's exactly what I like to bring to other people. And it's no wonder that doesn't work for me because I know that game that way, you know, but when people show it to me in another way, then I'm like game on, you know, and that takes me to another level. And you know what the most awesome thing about coaches being coached and being open to coaching is, is that then I learn new tools to help people. And then all of a sudden, I'm not just helping people in this way and that way, but I have a whole other toolbox of ways. And it it, it just keeps expanding because there's no limit of ways that we can help people. So that's my message today. If you are having any feelings of doubt creeping in as you work on your business, if that voice of imposter syndrome is speaking up for you, even though you talk people out of it all the time, if you're self-sabotaging yourself, if you're allowing blocks to get in the way with of your abundance or of just your general good chi and energy flow, you're not alone because you can be an amazing channel for healing and channel for help and person to go to for whatever it is that you specialize in and help people in, and you can still need help in it yourself. So I just want you to know you're not broken. You were born perfect. Nothing has changed. You still have all the capacity in the world to make massive impact in the lives of others, even if you don't quite have it all together for yourself all the time. It's not a prerequisite. In fact, I think being vulnerable and being flawed and imperfect is is a prerequisite. I think that's more important than anything when it comes to helping other people because if you've never been through the struggles, if you've never seen or felt what it's like to be in the shoes of the people that you're helping, and you've never had to work your way through it in challenging, even if fun ways, how are you really going to help them? Hey, try this thing I've never done before and don't know if it works because I have never felt the way you feel. Mm, not effective, is it? No, I would love to hear from any of you who are in the field of coaching or helping others or guiding and hear how you like to take care of you, how you like to level up, how you like to make sure that you are receiving coaching also, because we all need it. And 
I love stories and experiences about this kind of stuff. So please share them, tag me in your stories, shoot me an email, give me a comment under the podcast. And, um, I hope you enjoyed listening to this and that it bolstered your feelings of self-confidence in what you do and in the feelings that might come up and at you every now and then while you are making the world a better place and helping others to positively change their lives. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or post on social media and tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave action steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. Keep shining your light.